podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. The blood he gave, green is for the grass he made, yellow is for the sun so bright, orange is for the edge of night, indigo is for the sins we made, blue is for the grace he gave, purple is for his hour of sorrow, pink is for a new tomorrow. Jesus is alive. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Fantastic. It is so, so, so good to have you with us and thank you for um, for tuning in and for staying connected. It's just amazing what the Lord is doing through what is a very difficult time. We pray that you are all well this Easter and that you are staying home um, and that you're staying safe and we're protecting the NHS and we're saving lives. Um, and we just thank you for, um, again, for just being with us this morning on this wonderful day that is Easter Sunday. What a day today is in our calendars. It is one of the biggest days in the Christian calendar as we celebrate this morning that he is risen. But I guess the question is this morning, what does that mean for you and for me? And why is it so special? What does it mean for us? Um, If you're anything like me, I like to take things apart and to find out what makes them work. Um, They call that, I think, a kinesthetic learner. And it sounds very posh, doesn't it? Um, But uh, that's how I learn. I want to take it apart. I want to find out on what it means for me. How How does it work? And firstly, I want to ask you a question. The question is, have you ever um, got through halfway or maybe three quarters of the way through a, through a book? It was a book you were enjoying. Um, it was a book that you were, I guess, sort of uh, getting into, as it were. But, you know, as time is as time is, at the moment we've got a little bit more time on our hands. But usually, uh, 90% of the time, we find ourselves rushing from here, there and everywhere. And, uh, and the book, as good as it was, you never really got to finish it. You got so close and it's, it's been on the side now for maybe a couple of weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks. And, and you've started to forget what the story was all about. And even if you read it now, well, the, the, the next bit wouldn't really make sense. Maybe you've had a similar scenario. Maybe you're even in a similar scenario. And now your mind's gone, oh, to be fair, I need to finish that book. Um, but the question is, uh, rather than sort of make up our own mind how the story could end, and sometimes we do that just to satisfy ourselves, I could sort of see where the plot was heading, so that's where I've decided it was going to finish, and that's good enough for me. Rather than do that, um, we want to find out exactly what the ending is to this morning's story. Because over this Easter period, on Good Friday, we saw the tragedy that was the cross. And it looked so desperate and so harsh and so, uh, so terrible. Uh, yet we call it good. In the church, we call it Good Friday. But of course, we know it's good because on that cross, sin and uh, our shame were defeated. And we call it good because, too, we know that Sunday is just around the corner. And we know, as we've already declared this morning, as the boys with the rainbows made clear, he is risen. 
So that's why we call it good. And as the Easter story unfolds, what we don't want to do is cut the story short. We need to see the ending. We need to find out exactly what the, the ending looks like. So the reading this morning is from Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. And if you'll allow me, I'll just read that for us. Um, it's titled The Resurrection in the, the NIV Bible, which I've got um, in front of me. And it says this, when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought uh, spices um, so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, that's a Sunday in this calendar, very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb. And they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, uh, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Let's just pray. Father, this morning as we look into your word, we pray, Lord, that you would just open up hearts and minds, that we might just see something more of your beauty and your wonder. And Father, that we haven't cut the story short on Friday, but rather this morning we're going to see the whole story and find out what the ending is. And we pray, Lord, that you would just bless us now as we do indeed look into your word. We ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. So, let me tell you this, if Jesus' life story had ended on Friday, well, it would have been the saddest story of all. Think about it. Here's a man who professed to be the son of God. He did all sorts of things which seemingly everybody saw were, were good. And also he, um, he did a lot of and, and forgive me, but you should look and see. He did a lot of controversial things. Um, and then, I guess, dying on a cross, if you were to end the story on Friday as a, as a liar and as a heretic, well, that would be the worst scenario, wouldn't it? But of course, the Bible had already told the people at the time it wouldn't end on Friday. All the way back in the book of Psalms, which is almost in the middle of your Bible, if you've got one in front of you. Um, Psalm chapter 16, verse 9 through 10 says, Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will also rest secure, because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. Of course, firstly, referencing King David, but we know that the truth of humanity is that death is uh, prevalent. But, but of course, King David, too, was pointing to King Jesus. And the, the prophecy there in Psalms was fulfilled 
in the man Jesus Christ, who was of course in the line of David. Jesus couldn't be, the truth is, in the tomb very long. It was impossible to be in the tomb long. Well, we don't really grasp this, but it was a hot country, hey? You know, we've had some nice weather over the past few days, but we're talking proper heat. So three days would be absolutely ample because what we don't want, as the prophecy has said, uh, that he will not let your holy one see decay. So three days was the right timing. So the prophecy was fulfilled. There was the Friday burial and then, of course, the Sunday morning resurrection. It was the only option. And also that completed the three days um, as we see displayed in the signs of Jonah. Jesus himself told his disciples that he would be back. Um, we sometimes miss that as well. If Again, if you've got your Bibles, Mark chapter 16 um, and verse 1. Uh, sorry, I beg your pardon. Matthew chapter 16 um, and verse 27 through 28. The Bible tells us um, that uh, the, the disciples... Um, were told by Jesus that I will come back, I will be back. They couldn't see though past the moment and sometimes that's the case isn't it? Oh you know we get stuck on the Friday and think about that in this moment that we're in. You know don't we get stuck and we're stuck on the Friday and it's hard to see past the moment. It's difficult to go past where we're at. It's una uh, we're unable to see past this time that we're stuck in. But the story didn't end on Friday. It says, early on the Sunday morning, Mark 16, verse 1, three women went out to show their love and respect to a man who had changed their world. Because they too were stuck in the Friday. You see, they were stuck. They were discussing on their way to the tomb in verse 3. Listen to this. It says, and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? They were stuck in the Friday. They were absolutely stuck in the Friday. They were going on Sunday morning to give spices and to, uh, to, to, to bring their respect to the dead. And they get to the tomb. The Bible tells us in Matthew 17, verse 20, that a little faith can move mountains. Um, and maybe just a bit of faith this morning has rolled that stone away. They got to the tomb and the stone has been moved. The stone has already been moved. And an angel says this to him in verse 6. Don't be alarmed, he said. You're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene. First of all, uh, yes, and who might you be? <laughs> yes, we are looking for Jesus, and who are you? And he says, you're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene who was crucified. He is risen. He is risen. He, he is not here. The angel is so clear and almost so clear and concise that you miss it. You're like, oh, all right, so whereabouts is he? No, he's not here, he's risen. Oh, you know, think about that. Can you imagine those women? You know, hang on a minute. We're at the tomb, but we, we, we ended the story on Friday. 
We thought that was it. We, we were absolutely certain. We, we saw the nails pushed into his hands and into his feet. We saw the crown of thorns on his head. We saw the Roman centurion thrust the spear into his side. We are absolutely certain that it ended on Friday. But church, it didn't. It did not end on Friday. Thankfully, God did not end the story on Friday. And in the eyes of the world, Jesus goes from being a good man to being the son of God, God in human form. The whole gospel's history and future turn on this single declaration by the angel, he is risen. In Romans chapter 1, verse 2 through 4, Paul tells uh, the church this. He says, the gospel he promised beforehand through the prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who was to his human nature, was a descendant of David, and we've already seen that, and who through the spirit of holiness was declared with power to be the son of God. How? By his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. He's saying, look, everything now has turned. It's just completely twisted on its axis because for the first time in history you and I have a way back to God and that way back to God is through Jesus Christ. Now the end is written you see because sin is defeated on the cross as Jesus the perfect man the son of God took on himself our sin and our shame and to death is defeated because the grave could not hold the author of life. It's impossible. The story did not end on Friday. And let me say this to you, neither does yours. Neither does yours. In the broadest sense this morning, I know what you're going through. Because we are all this morning in that same boat. We are staying home to protect the NHS and to save lives. And we are all in that scenario. And it's not the easiest thing. So in the broadest sense, I get it. But I don't know what you are directly struggling with. But I know someone who does. I know a God who knows you intimately. And he knows every hair on your head. And he loves you you. The Bible tells us in John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And that this morning is who we're celebrating, Jesus Christ, who has been raised from the dead. I know he loves you and he sent a saviour for you. I don't know, um, I don't know uh, the ins and outs of what you're going through, but I do know that your Sunday is coming. These difficulties are for a season and we have to cling on to better and brighter days. We have to cling on to that. We have to have hope. And I know this morning that you can find a perfect hope in Jesus. And that's our prayer for you as a church this Easter time that you would find that perfect hope because this morning, church, he has risen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. 
Father, this morning we just want to lift high the name of Jesus. We just thank you that we've been able to worship together, Father, to look into your word together. And I pray, Lord, that your word will settle on hearts that are ready to receive it. That, Father, that they would just open up and hear and see and taste that the Lord is good. Lord, we thank you for all the blessings that you've given to us. We thank you that you made a way where there was no way. That, Father, you were willing to send your very best in the Lord Jesus Christ to take our place on the cross, Father, to die in our stead. And we thank you this morning, too, that we celebrate that he is risen, that the grave could not hold him. And, Father, we thank you and we praise your name. We lift your name high. Thank you for all that you're doing for us. Father, again, we pray for all those who are fighting this disease on the front line. Father, all those that are looking into getting a vaccine for this disease, we pray, Lord, that you'll bring wisdom, you'll bring peace and understanding to all of those that are doing that such necessary work. Bless them, Father, we pray, and protect them, we ask. And again, Lord, we thank you for this morning. Bless us, encourage us, we ask in Jesus' precious name. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.